Hey there, guys and ghouls. You're tuned in to Broadcast from the Belfry, a brand new podcast for the morbidly curious. My name's Sanjay, and here next to me, uh, in between a wall and a bed frame, is Georgia. How are you today, George? So comfortable. <laughs> yep, I am literally losing my ability to speak as the blood <laughs> leaves my body. Uh, this is terrible. This is very uncomfortable. But, you know, anything for art. Yeah? Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. This evening. This evening. I'm going to tell you all about something that will have you salivating for more. That's a gross word. Salivating? Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about cannibalism, so... Woo! Hi, Tinklebug! Luna's here. Sweet. There's a there's an amorphous black blob on the <laughs> Don't bed. Don't talk about my cat. I love her. <laughs> it's different. Okay, we're talking about dudes eating dudes. You ready oh. to get grossed out? Yeah, sure. Have you ever seen The Hills Have Eyes? No. I know that it's a great song by The weekend. I think. Or it's, it's not just... even the name of the song, is it? Yeah, The Hills Have Eyes. Well, because I think I... Yeah, that's not the name of the song, and I'm pretty sure that the people who made the movie like sued him for using that line in his song or Whoa, something. Whoa, you can't sue someone for using a line in something. It's not how that works. Unless you're the guy that, like, that artist that makes, like, you the blackest black and the pinkest <laughs> pink, and that dude's a fucking prick. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast and you know that artist, please punch him for me. <laughs> I hate his guts. His McFreaking guts. But yeah, we're talking about how The weekend eats people. Yeah, The weekend is a cannibal. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Whoa. Tune in next week for another then episode. Then we get sued for slander. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. It's not slander if it's true. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> The weekend fucking sue me, dude. I dare you. I've got no lawyers and no money. What are you gonna take from me? My pride's been gone for 15 years too, so can't take that. Are you ready for me to set the scene? Yeah, I guess. Let's say today you're gonna be an innkeeper. Okay. In Scotland. Oi. It. That's no. Already, right. that's keep, already wrong. Keep going, we're in this. <laughs> You're gonna be an innkeeper in Scotland in approximately the 18th century. I like it. I'm gonna say it's about 1745. That's that's a pretty good, it's accurate, a, yeah. It's a good time of day? Yeah. Um, it's a good year. I know literally nothing about Scottish history, so... Well, fuck you. Yeah, I know. Not all of us can afford to go to Scotland every two months. I can go every two months, gosh. 1745 on the dot. <laughs> You heard it here first. Someday's a McFreakin' wizard. Guessing dates like no one's business. It is 1745. 1745. Burr, 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 burr. So your accent is once again Scottish. Oi. Not like that. Like that. Okay. In East Lothian, which is outside of Edinburgh a little bit, there is a guy. His name is Alexander Bean. He's related to Sean Bean. Are you kidding me? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I got so excited. All right. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but who knows? Okay, Alexander Bean. Alexander Bean. Not the Alexander Bean, but Alexander Bean, sure. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a dick. He just was lazy and robbed people and was an asshole around town. And so finally the town was like, can you not be here anymore? And they kicked him out. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. <laughs> this isn't your quinceanera. You don't live in this house. Dude, get out of the bathroom. I'm in here. <laughs> Same thing. He gets kicked out of town for being an asshole. 
And apparently he finds himself a wife who is also an asshole who got kicked out of her town for being a witch and supposedly summoning demons and sacrificing humans. Aw. And they just fell madly in love with each other. Match made in heaven. Yeah. And so they went and lived in a cave on the coast. That's kind of romantic. Like the cave filled up with the ocean whenever the tide came in. That's like kind of romantic. Sounds stressful. Well, there are reports of this story happening as early as the 1300s. Most stories say the 1700s as there's no way to know for sure if this is true or not. It could be a legend. Historians think that the story is actually made up by the English to slander the Scottish during the Jacobite Rebellion of 1745 and just to make them look sinister, silly, ridiculous. Foolish. Alexander actually went by Sawney, so the legend of Sawney being is the full thing, and that's actually a kind of slang name for a Scottish person, kind of like the way that American people call all Irish people Patty. I've not heard that. I know Patty's Pub is the bar and it's always sunny. Is that like the same thing? (laughs) Sure. Right? Yeah. It's just like a generic name used to this, you know, like you always call Irish people like... Yeah, sure. Patty O'Malley or whatever. Yeah. You know. This is a thing that you're telling me that I've heard before. Well, it is a thing, so. Yeah. And 1745 would fall under the reign of James IV in Scotland, which is James I in England. That gets confusing. We're just going to refer to him as James I. All right, James it is. And that was the same king who was one of the main targets of the gunpowder plot. Mm. Remember, remember? Oh, yeah, no. November. I've Mm -hmm. watched V for Vendetta many times. (laughs) That's not what happened. Okay. Yeah, it is. Backtrack to the romantic happy couple. I wonder if they actually got married or if they just kind of started living together and were like, oh, yeah, this is my wife. Probably that. Like, if you can't stay in a town because everyone hates your guts, like, you yeah. probably can't get married. Some kind of common law marriage. Yeah, you walk into a church and they're like, oh, you're those two people that everybody hates. <laughs> you're supposed to be a witch. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed in here. You're not allowed in the city. So in their little cave, they had 14 children. Whoa. Eight sons and six daughters. And this is at a time when child mortality rates were averaged at 14% in the first year of life. So That's insane. It's the water. (laughs) The tide strengthened them. Maybe the fact that they just were dirt children in a cave. They had great immune systems. They're all away from all the townspeople who who were like cesspools of diseases. Exactly. If the Black Plague happens again, I'm hiding in a cave. Me and my wife, cave. That's fair. Me and my cats, cave. cave. Oh, and I read one article that referred to their children as beanie babies. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. That's when the incest began. Oh. Oh. Between both the children and also the parents. You so. mean like mom and dad were having some fun times with the kids? Mm-hmm. That's not cool, man. That came yeah. out of you. How long were they so. in this cave? We'll get there. Okay. So, from those relationships, they had another 18 grandchildren and 14 granddaughters. There eventually was 48 of them total. 48 little incest. I told you, hills of eyes, man. 48 little incest. Living in this cave? Living in a cave. How big was this cave? Pretty big. Yep. Around that time, local rumors started, uh, the innkeepers like you were Mm -hmm. robbing and killing all these people who were just going missing. All these travelers were coming through town, and then all of a sudden they disappeared. And so the town started blaming 
the innkeepers. I wouldn't do that. Would First of all, it's going to kill my Yelp review. People are going to be like, nice beds, good amenities, murdered my wife, three stars. Like, I don't want that. I'm trying to make a living. You can't make a living off of a three-star Yelp review. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, a lot of them ended up giving up their livelihoods to protect their innocence. I'm not going to do that. That doesn't help. If you're murdering and an innkeeper, you can murder and be homeless or be jobless. I mean, these guys were homeless and probably murdering all these people, so... No, they had a home. They live in a cave. Was that song, The Cave by Mumford & Sons, inspired by this? I hope so. It's not. I know what it's inspired by. So I'll talk... We can talk about that later. And I'm gonna feel so smart. <laughs> I wanna know now. No, it's a... It's like a... Not a philosophy, but uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a but thing it is philosophy. Yeah, it's a philosophy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like philosophy. Well, the allegory thing. of the cave? Yeah. Yeah. Where okay. if you just like look at the walls and you just like see, mm -hmm. you think that's what people are, then you walk out of the cave and you're like, these bitches got butts and chests. They're in three dimensions. Yeah, that's definitely philosophy. And cave. then you lose your mind. Literally. And then Mumford and Sons is just like, the whole time. Like they're just falling around with all their stringed instruments. Well, they're not following them very far if they're in the cave watching the shadows on the wall. Yeah, last the point is to escape the cave. Yeah, last part of this tangent, because I'm still mad about it. I saw Mumford & Sons like three years ago. Uh -huh. It was like the first live concert I saw that year. I go to a lot of concerts for people that don't know that much about my personal life. It was sick. It was in this big, big venue, and I was on the floor, like, standing in, like, the pit area. I wasn't just, like, laying on the floor. <laughs> and it was great, and I was having a great time. And they started playing a song... And, like, the Mumford and the Sons, they were all just, like, just like you know, strumming their strings. They were just doing great. Strumming their strings? Yeah, spinning things and, I don't know, like, doing great. And the dad was like, I'm proud of my boys. And the boys were like, I'm proud of my brothers and my dad. And it was great. And, like, we were their kids, too, at one point. It was weird. The song starts playing. The singing Mumford? Mm -hmm. Gone. Without a trace. What? No one knows where he is. Until a spotlight points into the audience. There's the Mumford. And everyone loses their marbles because they're like, holy shit, there's a Mumford or a son next to us. We don't know what to do. Losing our mind, losing our marbles. We don't know where the, the marbles are everywhere, right? So, uh, that sounds he's, dangerous he's still for singing though. General admission floor. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's still singing. And he's in like the rafter, like in the, the higher up seats, mm -hmm. like with the seated people, the plebeians. The light goes out. Oh no. He's still singing. Light shows up somewhere else and he's there. Is he vamping? Yeah. Pop, pop. That's what it felt like. Or like Batman was my presence, it was great. And then he's, it's like, sprinting, and, like, the lights don't go off this time. There's just a spotlight following him as he runs around and around and around this amphitheater. Mach 7, at least. Like, just sprinting. And I'm losing my mind. If you guys don't know, the lead mum, the singing Mumford, he's a, he's a chunky boy. He lives a good life. Uh -huh. So he's got a little bit of, little bit of like, tum-tum. Uh-huh. He's running seven times faster than the speed of sound, by my estimates. Okay. And his vocals do not waver. Because he's that amazing or because he's faking it? Because he's faking it! God. I was livid. It took me out of the experience completely. The rest of the concert, I was mad. I was yeah. like, Mumford, fake. Sons, fake. Upset. Cellos, fake. Well, that's disappointing because I love fake. Mumford and Sons. Yeah, me too. And, I, and now I don't know if every other song was also like lip sync. Lip or just that one because of all the running he was doing. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. But he has to do a lot of cardio because he didn't pass out or anything. <laughs> or vomit. Are you saying that you would vomit doing that? No, I'm in immaculate shape. Okay. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. 
I'm still upset. It's yeah, been you, years. you look like you're still there right now. Yeah, I am a little bit. I just have in the cave just lying in my head. Like a little lion man is like occasionally like woven in. Weep little lying man. Alright, we're talking about a bunch of people diddling other people in a cave and yeah, murdering each other. We sure are. Well, actually, right now we're talking about the other local rumor that there were evil beasts, these things called red caps. They're like uh, goblins. Yeah, kinda. they're like yeah. little goblins. I was trying to think if they were in evil, you know, a creature in D&D or something. Uh, I can't remember, but... I don't know. They're, uh, they're creatures in Magic the Gathering. There we go. Yeah, Murderous Red Cap. I was like, they have to be in some game yeah. that one of us nerds plays. Oh, yeah. It was so, a yeah. sitcom piece back in the day. They're like little goblins, yeah. and they live in old castles, and they lure travelers into their castles and eat them. So that was the other theory, which is a little harder to believe than innkeepers killing travelers. Not from what I know. Well, you're an innkeeper. You're biased, so... That's true. Yeah. McFrickin' Redcaps. <laughs> McRedcaps, because they're Scottish. I don't know what that is. I was going to say that's racist. But... Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, but I didn't say anything, because I was like, it's not racist. <laughs> it's I need to think racist. of how to accurately badger like, Georgia. right now. nationalist, but I was like, I'm yeah. not nationalist either. You know that episode of Community <laughs> where... Uh, <laughs> Where Joel McHale's character is trying to get Donald Glover's character to, like, join their study group or whatever. And he's like, that's racist. That's, uh, that's men. That's sexist. That's black. That's racist. That's what I said. <laughs> and, like, that's what I feel like just happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. It's a good scene. <laughs> Love it when we can bring it back to community. Yeah. This is actually just a community fan cast, and that's it. <laughs> I saw my best friend's boyfriend at Celtic yesterday, and... He was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I, I'm going to check out your podcast. And I was like, yeah, it's just us talking about weird shit, going on tangents. And we bring up community a lot. And he goes, well, I am your target audience. <laughs> yes, sweet. <laughs> I was like, yep, that sounds about right. What's Ryan's boyfriend's name? Gabe. Gabe, this is for you. <laughs> this episode's dedicated to Gabe. I've never <laughs> met you. And the only Gabe I know is, like, really weird. So you got to be better than him. So, yeah. Red caps. Stealing Red your children. Stealing things. Stealing your churches. Stealing right. your women. So, we'll go back to our little happy family. Our beanie babies. I imagine, like, two, like, like okay, average-looking yeah. people have babies. Yeah. Average-looking babies. Those babies have have the things with the parents. Those kids are going to look like feet. I feel like those kids will look just kind of weird, and then their kids look like feet. Yeah. There's, like... The grandkids look like feet. You know uh, in Spy Kids 1, a uh, floop? No. You I don't think I've ever seen Spy Kids. You've never seen Spy <laughs> Okay, do you know what a thumb thumb is? No. Ah, oh, okay. In the show notes, for I'm, g- I'm going to link for up. For once, it's me that doesn't know something. I'm I just so upset. Out. I know everything about the Spy Kids franchise. Uh, in the show notes, I'm going to uh, link floop and a thumb thumb so everyone can see. Isn't that where Taylor Lautner debuted? No, that was in Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Oh, you sound like an idiot whoa. right now. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Actually, anyway. no, that was Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Never mind. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Which came out at the same time as Spy Kids 3D Game Over because we have the technology. We have the technology. Shocker. It's really the Beanie Babies and their incest family dropping all these travelers, and then they were just like, well, we can take all their goods and their money, but... Those would probably be recognized in the nearby towns, so we can't really trade them in town because then someone will probably figure out that we killed them. Mm-hmm. So how do we get food? Uh, let's just take the body back and butcher it. So that's what happened. They would pickle the 
extra bits that they weren't eating and they would hang it up, you know, like salt it and hang it up to dry like bacon for the stuff that didn't get eaten immediately. And they started doing this so often that even for 48 of them, there was too much meat. They had too many murder victims. They started throwing the body parts just out into the ocean when the tide was in at the mouth of their cave and they would just wash up on the shore and all the local people were obviously freaking out. Yeah. One day, there's this husband and wife. They're coming back from a fair and they get attacked by the clan. The woman gets stripped and disemboweled in front of her husband. She's freaking out because she's having her guts ripped open and the kids just start eating her right away. And the like guy, when she's just alive still? Yeah. What? And the guy's like, oh shit, what is happening? And so he fights off all the other chitlins. Yeah, it's not that hard. Their bodies aren't <laughs> that structurally sound. And you ever fight a kid? I have. You ever fight a kid that's a severe product of incest? I have not. I assume it's easier, though. They, my favorite podcast, uh, the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast, there's one episode where they're debating how many children they could fight off if the children were, like, actually viciously attacking you and trying to kill you. I'm gonna say something, and it's gonna sound a little crazy, oh, God. I need you to bear with me. Okay. My slap, open palm, could paralyze a child <laughs> at full strength. <laughs> That's a quarter wind. <laughs> With a little bit of hip it's action. because you got the you got the reach for it, though. Exactly. You got the long arms. My hand... Okay, so remember the, the Mumford? Yeah. From that concert, Mach 7? Yeah. My slap? Mach 15. <laughs> I will Ugh. cut through air with my slap. Okay. Upon impact, I'm going to blow his little face off. All right, so how many... If you're being attacked by 48 people, some of which are adults, and some of which are tweens, and some of which are children... How sad am I? Well, I don't know. You just watch your wife get disemboweled and eaten while you're just standing there. That's not. That's like righteous fury, though. Am I just? Am I like sad though? Maybe you're not sad yet. You haven't had time to process the sad yet. I would oh, say. Dude, then all their faces are gone. <laughs> Slap them right off. If I'm my normal <laughs> level of sad, dude, that's not. I'm not doing that much. <laughs> I'm slapping two kids and then I'm gonna go home. Man, I don't want to slap kids anymore. Anyway. He's like, shit, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and so he fights enough, runs a couple of them over with his horse, and he holds them off long enough that this other group of people also returning from the festival, there's like 20 people, mm -hmm. and they're like, what is happening here? They prove witness enough for everyone to go to the magistrate and be like, this just happened, this is crazy, and so... Yeah, they were like, magistrate... We got a problem. And Magistrate's like, what's good, my dudes? And they're like, there's some random ugly people getting in those guts. And they're like, getting in those guts? Getting and they're like, guts. no, getting in those guts. <laughs> and Magistrate was like, shit, my dude. Dabbed a few times. And was like, dabbed send out the police. Times. No, the Magistrate called the king, apparently. He was like, yo, Bruce. <laughs> or yo, James. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Continuity. This is where... Some of the historic... You, you go okay, buddy? You just... Historiographical. I know you were outside the room for a minute. You just you just come back from Stupid Town? Yep. Did you go to and from Stupid Town? Yep. Wow. This is weird. <laughs> Why are all the words I'm having problems with having to do with history? Which know. is something that I've studied for most of my entire life. Because sometimes I deserve good things. 
and that's funny to me. <laughs> so it's happening. All right, one more time. Third time's a charm. This is where some of the historical inaccuracies come in. That was good. Nailed it. Yeah, you did a good job there. <laughs> Thanks. There's this one academic who studied this area and the folklore and everything, and she says that King James was so into himself that if anything happened, we would have never heard the end of it. So if this dude got an army of 400 people and a gaggle of bloodhounds together, we would have, there would have been documented evidence for such a raid happening. That makes sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he's the one that was one of the main targets of the gunpowder plot, and we all know how that happened. Mm-hmm. And everything about it. With Hugo Weaving. Driving that train. With, uh, yeah. Straight into the parliament. Yep. Mm-hmm. Clearly um, we focused on different parts of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Her bald head just threw me off, I guess. I don't know. It was so cool, though. Um, and it was Hugo Weaving the whole time. Spoiler was, alert yeah. for V for Vendetta. The movie's old, uh, so you should see it if you haven't already. But, yeah, dude. Natalie Portman's bald. When the people raiding get there. Raiders, you could call the, them. The Raiders. Yes, quite. Not like the team. I don't know anything about sports, but I am also appalled at the Raiders team. The Raiders found the stench of decay and blood. Limbs of men, women, and children hung throughout the cave to dry. And then there were fingers and other random pieces that were pickling in various corners of the cave. We don't need to remind everyone of our thoughts on pickles, I don't think. I just, yeah, just keep going. And then there were just big piles of gold and silver, watches, rings, swords, clothes that they'd just taken from their bodies, and what are they going to do with them? They can't, they don't use them for anything. Wear them! Well, maybe they just want to be naked little incest babies. I guess. Like, I guess... Like, nudity is a construct, so... So the whole clan hid in the woods until the raid was over, and then they just surrendered. No fight, no nothing. They were just like, yep, okay, take us in. They were taken to Edinburgh to be executed. And apparently, again, there's little historical evidence for this, but apparently the public demanded grand punishment. And so the men were slowly dismembered and disemboweled, just like they did to other people. While the women were tied to stakes watching. Okay. And then once the men were dead, then the women and children, their stakes were set on fire. And they burned alive. Even if it's the seven, 1745, I highly doubt that any person that has anything to do with the law being carried out would find that an acceptable way to execute yeah, I don't know. people. We, we talked about this, though, and, like, you have to set an example. Also, it's, like, a, it's a spectating sport, you yeah. know? It's, like, so this is, like, the worst of the worst. Yeah. So they're, like, hey, kids, you're not gonna just get shot if you eat several people. Oh. You're gonna get your... The estimates were a thousand. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, like... Because this happened for 25 years. No, you can't just do that. Your insides are going to become your outsides. So, well, one of the things were, like, this is what they did to people, and their crimes were so atrocious that they should have done what they did to everyone else, so... 
Okay, and so that's why it was just the men, really. Let's let's do a little bit of math off the top of our heads, George. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, no. I know math is your strong suit. Okay. So, a thousand people over twenty-five years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, how many people is that per year? I don't know. Well, a quarter would be. It's like forty people. Is it? It's forty okay. people. A sure. Year. Okay. Good. Oh yeah, twenty-five. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So forty people a year is like. Do you think that's Three. enough meat to eat? No, that's 48? what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. Because even like I guess granted originally you would only need to like kill maybe like a couple people a month, but still at yeah. that like ratio or that like fraction, you're only killing like three point something people a month. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's enough meat for forty eight like, family members? Yeah, or even two family members. Like I know there's a lot of stuff in a human being, but like no one could have an enjoyable meal out of me. Not not to mention, like, several meals, you know? So do you think they were also eating, like, crab and seaweed? Do you think they were making people salads? Where they were just getting really uh, Gordon Ramsay about it? And they were just like, here we have on a bed of seaweed, with natural sea salt, a little bit of, little bit of guano from the cave. That's disgusting. The main dish today will be spun into an immaculate salad with human intestines and eyeballs as garnish. Well, and that's what I didn't see anything about because like, they didn't, obviously they didn't use any of their money to go buy produce or anything, and I think before they started kidnapping people, they would just, when it was just him and his wife, I think they would just go and steal a cow here and there. Which, like, made sense. So yeah, they probably still... cows are a lot heavier than people. Yeah, so they probably supplemented their human diet with, like, other animals, but then when they couldn't find other animals they were like time to eat greg also how are you gonna make a fire in a cave it's gonna be moist Mm -hmm. you ever been in a cave caves are dark and moist yeah moist yeah my butt cheeks asleep i know i've heard facts somewhere about how much meat you can get from an average sized human apparently i just can't find it right now and the fbi is probably gonna Come break down my door. Probably. I'm a psycho. So, anyway. None of them showed remorse when they were being executed. They're too busy being dead. Well, instead, they were just, they just heckled and shouted obscenities at their captors and made fun of them and were rude. But they were like ye old insults. So they're like, all right, Thomas, for capital crimes, you were being disemboweled. Prepare yourself. And they took out some big scissors. They're like, do you have any last words before we begin pulling out your intestines? Right I don't know. And Thomas was like, your butt cheeks stink. <laughs> <laughs> and then his his brothers and nieces and nephews and uncles, which are all the same person, are like, got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> and they're just like finger gunning. Oh, burn! Exactly. And then they And then they, yeah, they were <laughs> literally caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, everyone in Scotland in 1745 was a meme king, so... Clearly. Yeah. So, apparently, with his final breath, Alexander Sonny Bean said, It isn't over. It will never be over. That kind of sucks, honestly. So, in my mind, like, you know when Lizzo plays her flute and she goes bitch in the middle. <laughs> I wish that that's what this guy did. Like, his 
organs are everywhere, <laughs> and you can see his heart and his liver and his eyeballs, which is like crazy because like eyeballs are used for seeing, and uh, and like he, you see him lay like breathing with such effort. You know, he takes one last huge inhale, <sighs> bitch, and then dies. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> then he, yeah, then he dies. My last word, <laughs> bitch. Just there like that. is yeah. a guy. There is a guy who was executed, electrocuted, and his last name is French. And his last words were, "Ah, oh, that'll make a good headline: French fries." That's so cool. That's think, so good. I think he was a serial killer. Can't oh shit, that sucks, man. So that's, <laughs> that's like so cool. Cool. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny that you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder how long he sat on death row thinking about that. Dude. Okay. Uh. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> my, my, my last name is Baker, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on death row. Mm-hmm. I've killed, I don't know. A dozen people? A, do- that's a, a baker's lot. dozen? Yeah, okay, a- so I do that. Okay. Uh, that would be 13 people, technically. No, I know that. Shut up. Okay, so, uh, no, I'm so close. We're gonna cut out most of this audio, but, so I kill 12 people. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. I get decapitated mm-hmm. for my punishment. Okay. The headline would be Baker one short of a dozen, but we think he's on a roll. <laughs> That's it. Fade to black. Tim t- uh, uh ex- executive producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you can still visit the cave. Where this supposedly happened. And there's probably still human meats, man. And it's probably... It's, I don't know why I didn't write any of this down, but I saw something about another guy who lived there until, like, 20 years ago. What? Yeah, I don't know. He was just a normal... Well, normal-ish dude. I don't dude, know. rich people are terrifying, because you know that guy's rich, right? <laughs> like, he has to be. He's probably just like, fuck life, I'm gonna... Well, it's like those shows on the... the those dumb shows on the History Channel or whatever... Don't you dare talk shit on the History Channel in my presence. I know, it's not the History Channel. What is it? It's like the shows about the people who just, like, give up their lives and... Little people, big world? No, it's not TLC. Anyway. Like, the people who give up their lives and they just go live in the woods and the cameras follow them homesteading their own little... Like, naked and afraid? No, 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 no. There's this one guy who has a goat that just follows him around everywhere and he uses his goat for milk and he makes cheese with it. That's adorable. And they just like wander through the woods and collect berries and like hunt Aww. rabbits and stuff. That's and so cute. He has like built a little cabin. There's Aww. another dude who was rich and he got a divorce and then he just like hit rock bottom and sold his house and gave away all of his stuff and he just went and lived in a little cabin by himself. Mm hunting and collecting berries and going back to our hunter-gatherer ancestors. Use them as molars. But I don't think you... Okay, so there's a bunch of historic spooky places that uh, that you can live in, mm-hmm. but they're expensive because they're historic, like, spooky mm. sites. Like old mansions and... Yeah, yeah. So I think... You want to convert an insane asylum to yeah. a house? There are people, so they don't live in the asylum, but they're, I mean, there's like 10 miles down the road from my parents' house. There's Ashmore Estates, and that's an old insane asylum. Ghost Hunt, yeah. No, Ghost Adventures went there. They did an episode, which was apparently all crap. 
but my mom knows the people who own it and they live in like a trailer like next to it and land and then they just do like a haunted house and stuff there for halloween and they get the actors to come in sounds terrible yeah because one of the stories there is that when you drive by like down the highway you can see someone up in the, the top floor looking out of the window and it's like a ghost girl and I never look at it when we drive by. I should probably sometime, but I never look at it when we drive by. If you look at a ghost, then they get captured in your eye. Only if you got a Ouija board and you were like, yo, ghost, come hang out with me. Dude, Ouija boards are terrifying. Yeah, I've no, no, I would never touch I don't a Ouija trust board. That. No. Nope. I don't trust a lot of things. All right? Yeah. Anything that comes from MSNBC, <laughs> don't trust it. Anything that was on... What about a community mug? That's different. That's just NBC, though, I guess. Yeah. I actually also love MSNBC. <laughs> I don't know why. That's I think it's because it was like MSN was my home screen when I first started using the internet. Woof. So now I just like MSN have fun Messenger. Numbers. Yeah, right. Oh my god. My thing was always something corporate lyrics. Fifteen year old Georgia. Can't remember a MySpace login, but you know. Edgy. Hey, I love something corporate. I still do. Shut your face. Yeah. No. <laughs> Andrew McMahon is a beautiful soul. Isn't that the guy that's like the villain of uh WWE right now. <laughs> I have no idea. That's Egg McMahon. I don't know anything. And he's about actually wrestling. the person in charge. He's the one that like walks like this. I for, don't. For the, the people listening, I'm moving my shoulders and arms a lot. <laughs> like I, yeah. In a very small space. Yeah, you definitely know Ed McMahon. Okay. I don't Vince know McMahon, anything. Never mind. Ed oh McMahon is a different person. Vince McMahon. I don't know anything about wrestling. Is the guy so. in charge of the WWE right now? I'll take your word for it. Seth Rollins got his butt kicked last week, and we should all be worried. I don't know who that is either. Everyone, please send a dollar or two to Seth Rollins. He deserves it. Why do you know so much about wrestling? Because of Hope. Does she like wrestling? She loves wrestling. And my friend Parker. It's like comic books, but real life to them. I guess I can see that. I'm just trying to picture Hope, like, sitting down watching some WWE shit. She's just real aggressive, and this is, like, how she, like... Vicariously, yeah, like, gets that aggression out. That's her. I watched, like, Monday Night Wrestling or whatever it was when I was a senior in high school. Monday Night Raw, you idiot. Whatever. It's still wrestling (laughs) on a Monday night. But it's Raw. (laughs) Well, I watched that for a brief period of my senior year in high school because that's what all my friends did. And I was just like, okay, this is a thing that I'm doing now. Dude, when you see Randy Orton just like I don't know fucking kill a dude, RKO to nowhere, man. Don't forget that I was a senior in high school mm, 13 years ago. How old was I 13 years ago? 13? No, I wasn't. 12? I was 12. That was 2006. I had like just moved to mm-hmm. Kansas. Yep, that's when I graduated high school. <laughs> I'm gonna be 31 soon. Georgia's old. Alright, oh. right, so we're talking about people eating people oh yeah so oh no back tourism. to back to my point oh yeah that house there's probably like an ex machina level of fancy house inside of that cave i don't think there is i think there's just a weird sign yeah so you can visit the cave it's really hard to get to apparently it's like kind of a dangerous hike yeah that's how they got away with it for 25 years they can't just have their cave like yeah next to the to the home depot you know why not <laughs> that's how you build your construction to get down there anyway um the less adventurous tourists can visit the edinburgh dungeons which i don't know how i've never been there because if i saw a sign if i was walking down golden mile in edinburgh and i saw a sign that said edinburgh dungeons i'd be like yes i'm going there which i have done multiple times so i don't know why i've never been there 
I've been to this Cambria Obscura place. I've been to the Edinburgh Castle a million times. Maybe you weren't ready, so it didn't appear. Like, maybe, or it's like a Narnia situation where, like, uh, there's just, like, a wardrobe in the middle of the woods. And you're, <laughs> I like... I should have walked into yeah, it. Yeah, you're, like, oh, somebody left their clothes. And you walked by. That's <laughs> true. But if you had just opened the doors. I did go to a Loch Ness Monster museum slash terrible movie, which was hilarious. And also, I don't really know why it was in Edinburgh, because Loch Ness is nowhere near Edinburgh, but... I know something about Edinburgh, but I don't remember what it is. Like, then it's just, like, such a familiar place, and not because you talk about it a fair amount. I was gonna say, that's where Bert got hanged, so... Oh, it's that! That's why! <laughs> we literally just talked literally about this, like, a week ago. This, yeah. Wow. This is continuity, folks. You can't make this <laughs> stuff up. Sanjay's making connections. Woo! He didn't even know we're there. Like, look at this. Yeah. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> Okay, so is that all that you've got? That's all my notes. Yeah. Okay, so Georgia, before this, st before we did this, so she's been like doing her research, you know, click clack George, George is the George. Click clack, is that me typing? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and she was like, dude, you're going to be so grossed out. And I was like, nah, I'm fine. And she's like, nah, dude, you're not going to be comfortable. And I was like, nah, I'm fine. I've literally been suppressing the urge to throw up for the last 30 <laughs> minutes. It's like in the at the back of my throat. That's I can feel it. Gross. It's so, it is That's gross. gross. to me. It is gross. You did this to me. That's gross to me. Talking about this is fine. You throwing up is disgusting. I'm not going to throw up. I'm, I'm okay. So I'm going to paint a word picture for the peop for the oh, folks God. at home. So I said that I'm, that we are between the side of a bed and a wall right now. My legs are under the bed. Same. I'm trapped between a dresser and an, an ottoman. I literally cannot move. <laughs> if I throw up, I'm going to have the worst time of my life. Well, I don't know why you put the trash can all the way over there where I can't reach it. Because I didn't want to sit in a trash can. I got tiny well, yeah, cheeks, but, but I'm not that tiny. You put it like here where I could at least reach it, and then I no, could hand it to you. I don't know what's in your trash can. I'm not going to look in that. Like cat hair. I'm not going to throw up in your trash. That's gross. <laughs> you don't want to throw up on my cat hair? No. I'll throw up in my hands like it's a responsible just, adult. It's just little Lulu. Little Lulu. Little big lose. <laughs> she sounds like a truck driver. She's a big lose. <laughs> that makes me sound like a truck driver. Big lose hat and porium. Come by. <laughs> we got net yeah. backs, solid backs, snap backs. My cat would look adorable <laughs> in hats. Uh, I want to see Luna in like a flannel shirt and some tiny did shorts. You, did you ever see Adam Ellis's tiny hats on cats? Instagram. No. Oh my god. I didn't. They're amazing. He would just make little little construction <laughs> hats and put them on. He had two cats. He has two cats, and one of them only has three legs. Mm -hmm. And he check it out on Instagram, guys. He just makes these little hats and puts them on his cats. Dude, my friend Tipper has a cat named Trip. Do you know what Trip is short for? Tri triple threat. Yeah, he's got three legs. His name is Triple Threat. It's so cute. <laughs> I love him. That's adorable. Shout out to Tipper Harper and the dankest three-legged cat I know. One of our family friends back in England has a cat. His name is Trio because he only has three legs. Sick. He's also a chunky monkey and he's yes. adorable. He's got extra room for chunk now that he only has three <laughs> legs. Yep. I weigh the same, but mm. I'm down a leg. Exactly. Luna could be down a leg or two. This is chunky as she is. <laughs> what if she just had her front paws, so her butt was just dragging on the ground <laughs> Aww, all the time? Poor scoots. Baby. Call her scoots. <laughs> poor baby. <laughs> poor scoots. Ew. All right. Uh, anyway. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Broadcast from the Belfry. I'm grossed out. And uh, if you would like to continue to learn these fun facts about 
Edinburgh, specifically, since we brought it up twice in two weeks. Pronunciation. Thank you. Feel free to give us a like, subscribe, Yelp review, uh, or whatever. <laughs> Yelp reviews Hanjay's in. Yeah, Yelp review my in somewhere. I uh, didn't murder your wife, sir. Yeah, Sanjay, I didn't fucking mar- murder your wife, dude. Baker. <laughs> <laughs> on Yelp. Uh, you can find us at Broadcast from the Belfry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and at my parents' house. Thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate you. I love you. Stay spooky. And classy. Sluts. Hey, Billy. I found a new